Hello and welcome to The Download. I'm your host, Dave Richardson, and I'm joined, uh, as I am most weeks, by uh, Stu Kedwell. We, uh, we had Stu's days going, but uh, we, we've sort of given up on that. This is a, this is a very busy man. And uh, Stu, before we get into tonight's topic, or today's topic, uh, you had a you had a nice line about the start of hockey season yesterday and 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 market optimism. Oh yeah, just just watching my text stream last night as the Leafs played their opening game, I just said the stock markets are as optimistic as a Leafs fan on opening night. And this morning the parade route's been uh, planned after the first victory. So I'm I'm I know I'm pretty excited as as we all are here in Toronto. But let's get to uh, to something uh, much more serious. And uh, this is where I'm glad that you do what you do and, and, and I do what I do. You got to attend a bank conference this week. I believe the RBC Capital Markets uh, Banking Conference. It sounds uh, crazy. Was it, uh, was it exciting? It was very good. It was very good. And, uh, you know, we get to, you know, the conference, uh, they have the broad market stage uh, presentations, but we also get the opportunity to sit down with CEOs on their own. And then the, we get to sit down with a bunch of the group business leaders as well to kind of get a flavor for what's going on in some of the businesses. And I would say that, um, <clears throat> you know, the tone was uh, reasonably constructive, uh, you know, which is not surprising. The stocks have recovered to some degree. And, you know, there was a lot of uh, epidemiology about, you know, how the next uh, two, three, four, six, eight weeks is going to play out. And, you know, there's no question it's going to be a little bit tougher on the near term of the economy. But a couple of key takeaways in my mind, uh, the first was, you know, we've talked a lot about the amount of provisions uh, for credit that the banks have taken. And, you know, I think to a T, all the banks still felt that even with uh, this uh, lockdown, that, uh, you know, it was trending slightly above the case that they have in the provisions for credit, um, you know, maybe maybe a little bit more. So, you know, so that's a good sign uh, as far as the uh, earnings and capital is concerned. You know, the second thing was just kind of, you know, rolling forward the clock on, you know, what happens when the businesses recover inside of a bank. So, you know, the first is all the banks have been carrying extra liquidity during a crisis period. So you let some of that liquidity run off, which helps your net interest margins. Um, eventually, loan growth uh, starts to pick up, uh, maybe on the consumer side first, then commercial. Uh, interest rates are up a little bit from where they were last year and will probably continue to tick higher. So, you know, the net interest income line within a bank can start to improve. And then as activity picks up, the fee uh, side of the business, uh, the non-interest revenue side also picks up as advisory picks up and all sorts of things. So, uh, you know, I think it was, you know, pretty much in line with our expectations, but it was nice to hear how the, how the movie rolls forward. And when you start to see earnings expectations that are higher uh, going into uh, next year, particularly, you know, you can begin to get a feel for how they could be delivered. So, so that was good. Um, you know, I think uh, we talked about on the last call about corporate activity. I think to a T, uh, most bank CEOs said that that the M&A pipeline or the mergers and acquisitions portion of their business was, you know, and you don't know if all the deals will get done, but that that was quite uh, quite uh, buoyant, um, which bodes uh, which bodes well. And we've seen some of them in the marketplace this week. And, um, you know, bank CEOs also said that the, you know, when they can see some activity in certain parts of their business that they felt, you know, the economy was kind of primed to reflate, uh, you know, come the other side of this vaccine. Yeah. And, and that's something I, we, I, I'd like to delve into a little bit more uh, in, uh, in, in future uh, conversations we have, Stu. I, I know that um, U.S. banks 
are reporting tomorrow. Uh, so, so that was that, that was a nice view of, of of what's going on in Canadian banking. You have, you have any expectations about what we're gonna what we're gonna see and hear from the from the U.S. banks that start reporting earnings tomorrow morning? Well, I think it'll be quite similar. Uh, the one meaningful difference in the United States versus Canada is that, you know, the regulator in Canada, you know, out of you know caution and conservatism, is not letting the banks buy back stock or increase dividends, and you know, that will probably be a post-vaccine event in Canada versus the United States. So before Christmas, the regulator said you can commence share buybacks uh, with excess capital. So, you know, notwithstanding, or in addition to similar themes within the businesses themselves, there is uh, the added bonus of share buyback uh, in the United States as well. So uh, that's likely begun and that will proceed through the year, but it's a way of returning excess capital to shareholders above and beyond uh, dividends. So, so from 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 your perspective, uh, looking at that, and based on what you've heard from the the Canadian banks, uh, is is does does that make U.S. banks more attractive, or is this because because you 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 operate as uh, you're the you're the co-head of North American Equity at RBC Global Asset Management? When when you look on either side, is, does one look more attractive than the other, or is it a case of a of a whole industry that that perhaps is about to see some better days ahead of it? Uh, I think it's a little bit a whole industry. Like in the North American oriented funds, we've certainly had you know, a, a healthy weight to U.S. financials, they have done better than Canadian banks in recent times. So ever since the buyback announcement and the move in interest rates, which U.S. banks are more sensitive to interest rates and the buybacks help, um, you know, they have performed better. I would say at these levels, you know, we're a little bit more agnostic between the two. And, uh, you know, in both cases, uh, you know, in a market that's done extremely well, when we look at the dividends that we're receiving, uh, the possibility for, uh, you know, maybe some share buyback in Canada at the end of the year, but a resumption of dividend growth likely in 2022, um, you know, you can still see a reasonable total return potential uh, from these banks as we move out, uh, as we move forward. Terrific. Well, thanks to uh, you are, uh, you, you are about as, uh, as, as good an expert to consult when it comes to uh, Canadian banks and uh, North American banks, really. So always, uh, always interested to hear what you have to say around this sector. And uh, we will talk to you next week. Okay, great. Thanks, Dave. And thanks for everyone uh, for listening. Enjoy your leaves. <laughs>